are there erotic podcasts? Could we hmm. start one? Like, could we have erotica podcasts and just describe what we would do to each other the whole time for 60 minutes? If we want to make a lot of money, then yeah, 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 yeah. we could do that. But this isn't a, a cash grab. We're doing this for the art. But if we were trying to just make lots of money, what, how would you start that podcast? It was a long day of work, and I decided to go to the grocery store to buy myself a gallon of ice cream. While I was there, I was walking through the aisles, and I decided, hey, you know what would go well with this? Maybe some some Cascade vegetable oil. But as I reached up for the bottle, my hand brushed against the ham of a man. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that telescopes while still maintaining its girth. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm just a rubber band ball of regrets, Dylan Briasa. And I'm Rylan Warner, uh, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack jump over this big old dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Should we start from the top? No, 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 no. <laughs> We're locked in, baby. Click, click, click. This roller coaster's climbing up the hill. There's no one going back now. <laughs> what a pickup line. Jump over this dick. Yo, skip this dick. Jump right over. It's like reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a warning. It's a cautionary tale. Watch out for that one. You don't want it. We got some amazing lifestyle tips coming at you. Roland, you got a lifestyle tip for us this week? I sure indeed do. So in high school, I was in theater. Yeah, big surprise. I was uh, one of those cool kids. And I wore tights for a play. And let me tell you, if you are a guy with leg hair and you've never worn tights before, try them out because they are awesome. It's like you're swimming, but they're in the air. It's so cool, like literally cooling. It's like you have Vicks VapoRub all over your thighs and calves. It's insane. You should give it a shot. And girls, you should wear them too, just because if you want to but guys Girls, especially wear if you want to men you have to you wear these are required you know i too <laughs> was in tights in theater in the high school and they are quite comfortable dylan two things you got to try them on number one number two can i watch because i think you've got those very picturesque legs that i want to see framed in some thick black nylons i wouldn't have guessed that i was the only one in this podcast who hasn't worn tights that's good to know i'll try it <laughs> Uh, my lifestyle tip this week is a combination of the new and the old, okay? Everybody knows the new thing is smoothies, juices, cold press, smoothie juices, all that kind of stuff. And the old thing is that old euphemism, you are what you eat, okay? Now, I want to be a healthy, successful, yo pro, go-getter, jet-setter, setting the trends and breaking the mold, right? So I have captured a successful local Chicago lawyer, and I am slowly cold press juicing him and consuming him and I'm gaining his power. So my lifestyle tip, make a smoothie. 
make it out of your dreams. I knew on some level starting this show that it was just going to be used as primary evidence in a huge court case that take place in 2030. And this begins <laughs> the admissions that are going to be used in the first few weeks of the trial. Somehow they were just driven by their guilt to make this podcast. It's just a, it's a 364 hour long confession tape that they slowly <laughs> compiled over years. Y'all, I got a lifestyle tip for you. Feel free to rebrand, okay? If you've uh, got any fans of mine listening to the show, you guys are probably familiar with the Dylan Eats Wings persona. I'm a party girl. I'm very fun. I'm also smart. I'm also cool. Um, and I love to eat buffalo wings. And so recently, I grabbed buffalo wild wings with a friend of mine, and it demolished me. I felt nauseous. I had several digestive events that we don't need to explore. And the then event. I got a full-on fever that <laughs> laid me up for a full weekend. So this is not an indictment of B-dubs. Their product is perfect and it's holy and it's a gift. But all I'm saying is feel free to cast off the person you once were and the ideals you once held to become a person who can walk down the street without their anal integrity being challenged. Now, Dylan, I want to challenge you to go out, visit out some local fraternities nearby your home, Mm. find some buck young strapping man who spends all week chugging beers and eating hot wings at B-dubs, and then capture him, keep him in your cold pantry, and slowly cold press juice the life out of him. And once you've consumed his ability to eat BB wings, you can be eating all those BB wings. You just gotta eat one man first. I can't believe cam just lifestyle tipped my tip out of the running so i can't believe rubbing our tips together it was a reverse meiosis event so now we just we're only bringing you two lifestyle tips this episode forget mine (laughs) no wait but dylan i loved your tip because there's this girl who's stealing my brand and i need to change it now i guess like have you guys seen have you heard about this have you seen this there's a young girl uh a rich uh white girl who just came out with a music video She's like one. She's the next Black Friday girl, or not Black Friday, just Friday. And she has come out with this rap song, which apparently she stole most of the lyrics and chorus from from a different song. Uh, but she changed part of it to fit her lifestyle, which is all about sitting in a Taco Bell eating her favorite meal, which is my favorite meal, a quesarito, and mixing all the Mountain Dew flavors up and drinking that. And that's what I like to do. Wait, so she's jacking your. St- and your steez is stealing songs from other hip-hop artists <laughs> and eating at Taco Bell. Well, that I wasn't meaning to do that, but there are recordings of me rapping over tracks that I did not make. Uh, so you got me. Uh, what? I, uh, I have a, a past in rapping. I was going to make a whole album, but... <laughs> I I need to know your stage name. What is the name, Ryland? Give us the name. I actually was a was a folk acoustic rapper. Of course he was. So I I just went <laughs> went Ryland. That was my name. Just Ryland. Whoa. Yeah. All the folk acoustic rappers go with just their first name as their stage. That's name. the future. But in high school, I was Lil Bit. Really? Yeah. Is that real? What? Yeah. Not a lot of rap battles, I'm guessing, because you don't have a rap name like Little Bit. 
after your first rap battle, you figure out you that owned mistake yourself. real yeah. quick. <laughs> no, you claim it, dude. Hell yeah, I'm a little bit, little, little bit, little bitch. What you gonna do? You gonna itch me? Yeah, what's up, baby? Get on it, get on it. What's up? Turn it around, itch, bitch. I don't like the word bitch. Well, if you call yourself a little bitch in your own rap, I guess you've kind of just done the job of the other person. <laughs> yeah. <haven't>? Exactly. <laughs> Ryan likes to go to rap battles, and first he insults himself before <laughs> bars, and then he insults the other person. Clearly, you guys, you never saw that Eminem movie, which is, that's all he does. Eminem does self-deprecating rap? He I thought he just talked about murdering everyone he's ever met. <laughs> Well, in a, a pivotal scene in the movie, he rags on himself during this battle and leaves the other person with nothing to rap about. It's like a chess move, like, oh, what are you going to say now? Yeah, you can't say nothing because I told it all. Hmm. So I guess that's smart. I, there's nothing we can say that's going to make me enjoy Marshall. He uh, He's on my very short shit list of people that I just can't deal with i are you a eminem fan to this day is is a little bit modeled after eminem and his bits no definitely not no 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 where can i find the full little bit discography you go to soundcloud.com slash flying fluke flying fluke i just like coming up with weird kooky names it's pretty bad for branding because i I just i'm like oh i'm this i'm flying fluke i'm ryland i'm little bit it's like which one are you baby boy sit down on it we've got a track list for little bit (laughs) and i'm going to holy crap read this for the good viewers is this the right thing there are only three tracks on Rylan SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, that's true. That sounds right. Burn, baby, burn. Rylan's Nipple Land. <laughs> and Midnight Snack. Midnight Snack is the jam. That's the jam. If you're going to listen to any of them, it's that one. It's got the most views, sitting at a cool 109. Um, Rylan's Nipple Land. That's the one he did for charity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the We Are the World of Rap. <laughs> You are the world of rap. <laughs> I am the nipples. <laughs> I believe the nipples are the future. Stop them pinching, let them grow. <laughs> oh, God. All right, you guys, we got some segments coming at you. These are put together by an amazing team of lifestyles and lifestyle experts whose voices you have all heard today. Uh, there's just three of us, no one lifestyles like these boys. All right, you guys, you know that old Chinese poem about the guy who slept and thought he was a butterfly? And then he woke up. Huh, don't die. I know it well. Yeah, of it's course. a classic by Zhuang Zi, which I can't pronounce right. But if you want to check it out, some sources of Chinese tradition from the uh, volume one sources of Chinese tradition from Columbia University Press, you guys. Um, and I'm just going to read a little segment here. All at once, Master Yu fell ill. Master C went to ask how he was. Amazing, said Master Yu. The creator is making me all crookedy like this. My back sticks up like a hunchback, and my vital organs are on top of me. My chin is hidden in my navel, my shoulders are up above my head, and my pigtail points at the sky. It must be some dislocation of the yin and yang. Yet he seemed calm at heart and unconcerned. Dragging himself haltingly to the well, he looked at his reflection and said, My, my, so the creator is making me all crookedy like this. Do you resent it? asked Master C. 
Why, no, what would I resent? If the process continues, perhaps in time he'll transform my left arm into a rooster. In that case, I'll keep watch on the night. Or perhaps he'll transform my right arm into a crossbow pellet and I'll shoot down an owl for roasting. Or perhaps in time he'll transform my buttocks into cartwheels. Then, with my spirit for a horse, I'll climb up and go for a ride. What need will I ever have for a carriage again? Now, you guys, here's a story about a guy who is aging, and we're all going to age. We're all going to turn into rickety sacks of bones and complete nonstop pain. And you can uh, look at that with horror and be sad about it. Or you could be like, hey, what weird kind of crazy stuff is my body turning into? So for this segment, I want us to all figure out um, what dope shit we wish our body would turn into after we died. So I know for me, I think uh, my penis should become part of a rocket ship. Obviously, I think it's great for like a nose piece because uh, it's an explorer and it's great at being on the rugged frontier. I think uh, my butt should turn into a bouncy castle and uh, I think all of my fingers should turn into chicken fingers. So uh, for all the listeners that don't know uh, my dreamy ass face, my, my eyes are pretty sleepy all the time. Everybody, ever since I started middle school, which was when people learned about what weed was, at least where I lived, they were like, oh, what's up, bro? Blazing right, bro? And I was just like, no, sir. I'm just walking home. I just have perpetual high face. Gee, I hope I turn from Mickey Mouse into a human person someday. I gotta get home and piss in some bottles. If my eyes are gonna turn into anything after I parted this earth it would be when the sun goes down and the sky is purple and and it's so cool and like you're about to get tired because my eyes are are that relaxed state of birds going to sleep that's what my eyes would definitely be i know that when i see a sunset i think what was the sky high is the sky high right now Sky, have you been smoking weed? No, sir. Just getting ready for nighttime. Well, I think I just want a ponytail. <laughs> now, are you saying in your old age you're going to grow out a ponytail in back? Or are you saying that you want your butt to turn into a ponytail? That I don't want. I do want. Just a long, high ponytail on top. So hot, it's I bunched it up high on top of my head, and it's gonna go down all the way below my butt, and it's going to be, um, not prenatal. That's not the word that I want. Prehensile. I want a prehensile ponytail, please. <gasps> prenatal. When I'm elderly, I will be. You know, the nurse is, no, Dylan, you've had your cup of jello already. Now I'm going to go give this one to Marjorie. You sit right here, you old bitch. And then I'm going to slither my ponytail around my rocking chair and up onto the cart as Julia is handing out the other jello cups. And I'm going to take four more and I'm going to slither them back on over to me and go to town on them. That is beautiful. And you've totally changed my answer. I want a prehensile ponytail. But how terrifying would it be to go to your sonogram session while you're pregnant and they put the jelly on your tummy and they're like, okay, let's take a look at baby. And then the image flickers up and you, oh, there's his head. And then he turns to profile and they go, oh my, my God, he has a 
ponytail. He has a prenatal ponytail. <laughs> I've only seen this once before, but I'm sorry, your child won't be able to live a normal life. They're going to be lowering me into the ground, and everyone said their piece, and they're scattering a little bit of dirt on me, and oh boy, she was a grand old girl. She was a high-ranking girl. And then <laughs> you're going to hear just a rumble. Uh, oh, is it supposed to rain? I thought we picked a clear day for it to... Rumble, rumble, rumble. What? No, that was coming from inside the... The, gra- the door to the coffin flings open. The pallbearers go a running and a screaming and then just a f- geyser of hair shoots out of the, the hole in the granite lifts me. But I, my ponytail just carries me off into the city and you just see skyscrapers getting leveled and clouds go dark and everyone's thinking we should have killed her while we had the chance. Yeah. And your son's turning to your grandchildren and saying, this is why we never visited grandma. <laughs> She is the mummy three. And if we don't get, what was that guy's name? The rock. Who <laughs> was in the first one. Brendan Fraser. Sure he's the only person in movies anymore. If I can grow something new, I'm definitely getting a mouth on my hand because as God an old man, as an old man, I could use that so much. Okay. I, I'm an old man. I retired. I don't have an income anymore because social security doesn't exist. So what do I do? I go down to the local Seven Eleven. I'm talking to the guy there while my hand is down underneath the counter eating up all those candy bars (laughs) and you could do so many good like prank handshakes where you shake their hand and then you lick their palm and they're like what what was that and i'm like gotcha yeah i'm definitely gonna change mine to i think that my back hair is gonna grow out real long into a pair of wings that I will uh, rain down destruction from above with. Because they're just shedding. You're leaving hairy chemtrails all over all the cities that you're flying over. Yeah, no, if, if you've lived with me, you will find that there is a lot of hair everywhere. And that it is choking out the life from everything it touches. I can attest. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that pointy thickety bramble that was in um sleeping beauty i think right is the lady- oh, you're thinking of the rock was in that movie no <laughs> i'm gonna live this ponytail fantasy oh we do ponytail <laughs> villain well let's just say this you guys getting older with all its transformations live it or leave it live it because i haven't had enough jello cups i'm gonna say live it because People would much rather see you transform into a terrifying monster that they don't want to see anymore than have you die early and uh, then they miss you. Yeah, thinking about myself, my face is a sunset from the nose up and then people come to watch and uh, they're holding each other in their arms, loving their loved ones. And then in the meantime, I'm reaching around to their back pocket and fishing out their wallet with my tongue. I think... <laughs> Use his fingers. <laughs> no, nope. he has to. He has to lick those dollars out. I love painting the sunset here, but every time he steals my wallet. What kind of Salvador Dali nightmare is Rylan gonna look like? Where like he had the face of a, it sounds like an ancient like Sumerian cult trying to describe first contact with aliens. Like he had the face of a sunset and mouth hands. <laughs> I was I was cut from Pan's Labyrinth. You can find me in some deleted scenes in there. Uh, was that that movie with The Rock? <laughs> you got it. 
That's the one. So I'm definitely gonna live it. The Rock's Labyrinth. Live it. Okay. Hush up, children, because it's Rylan's segment now, and he's going to tell you how to do it. And by do it, I mean literally do it. Have you, have you guys heard of this thing called uh, the Kama Sutra? Yeah, it's the book full of sexy time stuff. You know, it's like, hey, do downward dog, do upside down goat, uh, do dog. the the wheelbarrow. Do the but, rock. <laughs> yes, do the rock. But it was written. <laughs> That's when you make a movie. It was, it was written a long time ago. I don't know if you guys know this because it's on the internet now. So you're like, oh, it's on the internet. It can't be that old. It's actually pretty old. And so as a lifestyle podcast giving out lifestyle advice, I thought that we should come up with the Kama Su 2.0. Okay, baby, you know what I'm talking about? It's about time we get a 2.0 version and on that thing. So Yeah, people have been waiting for the sequel too long. <laughs> for real! Kama Su 2 Fast 2 Furious. <laughs> Some of Come on, some. Oh, I'm done with that. Okay, so how do we go about it? I've got, I've got some tips. I'm hoping that maybe you guys could uh, give some tips to our listeners to how to freshen up their sexy time. Um, but I'm gonna start with my own, which I doubt anybody will do any better than these. Okay, so one of my favorite holidays is Halloween. One um, kooky crazy thing that I'm sure a bunch of people are aware of in Halloween is when you put on one of those blindfolds in a house and then you put your hand in a bowl and it's like, oh, is that eyeballs? Oh, that's brains, isn't it? But really, it's just grapes and spaghetti. Grapes and spaghetti. Don't worry about it. Okay, we take this concept and we put it in the bedroom, okay? So we put on a blind blindfold and we're going around touching stuff with each other but we don't know what it is so you got some mashed bananas in there you open up a jar of relish and you're just feeling that with your body with your partner it's love baby this is how we reach climax together okay include some silly putty include some soggy newspaper do whatever you want with it it's fun it's lifestyle advice that's what we do here okay so that's that's uh, my first example of how you can freshen up things see so you're saying you go through with your partner and feel stuff together i think you're getting rid of all the fun horror elements because i want her to not know where i am in the room and I want her to like stick her hand in a bowl full of steel wool, and I'll be like, and "These are my pubes." Oh no! And you know, she's never quite sure where fact and fiction end and meet. You know what I'm saying? And some of the most horrifying <laughs> things she's touching are my body, but she just thinks that it's a bag full of marshmallows. I was gonna. <laughs> it, it, it's especially good if you fill the room with mannequins that you are attaching these things to. So it's it's. A another layer of where is he Marco Polo oh is this what I think this is oh no that's a hammer so I think it's it's a great way to add some spice in the Kamasu 2.0 Kamasu 2.0 Kamasu 2.0 Alright, next one from me. I know everybody out there is into roleplay already. However, we're getting a little tired of cop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it all the time, Riley. Go ahead and explain that one. (laughs) Riley, do you want to do some roleplay tonight? Cop. (laughs) 
Michael Cop here, where one of you is an undercover cop and the other one's a gangster, and you're kind of trying to figure out who is who, but also making love at the same time. And you're like, I'd love to have sex with you, but I gotta finish all this paperwork first. <laughs> the original Kama Sutra, I mean, it was written way back when, even though it's on the internet and you didn't know that, but it didn't really talk about how to role play with your partner. So I thought that the Kama Sutra 2.0 could give a little bit some suggestions about where you want to take it. Uh, so I have here uh, banker meets accountant. I think that would be pretty fucking hot. Yeah, because there's so much fucking sexual tension when a banker meets an accountant. <laughs> You're a nice young man who just graduated college with a very important business degree and you can't really seem to get a job anywhere, so you're a teller at my bank. <laughs> I'm going home now. I have a lot of money and I don't need to be here. Bye-bye. And that's the, is that the role play? Hell yeah, that's that that got me steamy over here. I gotta wipe off my eyeballs because they're fogged up. <laughs> Rylan does have a cartoon body. <laughs> I, I have also astronaut discovering first alien life. That's a hot role play. How's that that's, one goes? Uh, okay, it goes. <laughs> I say, I think I see it out here. I think I see. Oh, that was the astronaut. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. I need to see where this goes. Houston, Houston, uh, uh, I see something I never seen before out here on this here planet. <sighs> it's getting in my suit. And then that's when she gets in the suit and she's all sliming all over on you. Like, uh, you can use the, the props from the Halloween uh, fiasco you had earlier to, to add a little bit of extra spice to it. Now, Ryland does call every sexual encounter he has a fiasco. <laughs> Why did they send Colonel Sanders to space? He didn't have the training. <laughs> he, was, oh, no. he was searching for additional herbs and spices, bro. Uh, but but the last one is two trees. I think not only could you find that in the old Kama Sutra, but in the new Kama Sutra, the Kama Sutra 2.0, it's fucking hot as shit, dude. You got aspens, you got firs, and they're looking at each other. They can't move, so they send over their leaves, they send over their pollen. They fuck like that, dude. That's hot as shit. Fuck what, yeah. What? What? Okay, are you... When you when you say that the Kama Sutra has two trees, you're not talking about the chain of hotels. What do you mean by two trees? Look, I have never read the Kama Sutra. However, I could imagine there's a position in the Kama Sutra called the two trees where you and your partner get your roots entangled in each other and you're both bending backwards like two trees gasping for air and sunlight. How and are it's... you pollinating your partner? <laughs> Is it a cam situation where maybe she's just getting a light dusting of chest and shoulder hair because you've got a fan set up on one That's side of the room? That's a way to do it. Uh, but what I had in mind is follicles. more, so I think the Kamasu 2.0, uh, although it allows you to really express your carnal desires with your partner physically, I think there's a, a, a doorway for us to uh, have two partners look into each other's eyes and tell each other they love each other and have that 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 
sensation of wanting to touch somebody and knowing how much they mean to you. And it's all about that emotional love that you could potentially experience during sex. So having the two trees and the Kama Su 2.0 is about that emotional experience that that can be a, a part of sex or does not have to be. But for people interested in that, they can go with two trees. So... Unlike the Kama Sutra, which says, just fuck, <laughs> fuck nasty. This one says, fuck nasty if you want, but also there's an emotional side of relationships that you're allowed to have as well. That's what I'm digging in. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The Kama Sutra 2.0 is about standing fully clothed five feet apart from one another and saying, I see you. I appreciate you. I want you, Ryland Warner. And then both people finishing at the same time. <laughs> That's, that is some of the best sex I've ever had. The two trees. <laughs> That's why I got to include it. Uh, but before we live it or leave it, I was wondering if you guys had any suggestions to include in the Kama Su 2.0. Uh, well, you know, I think the two trees position is great because I know the... One of the only ways I could ha- get someone to have sex with me is if I buried them up to their knees in dirt. So <laughs> that could work out great. I, I've got a favorite one. And this one is applicable for all people. I am the designated gay correspondent representative ambassador on this podcast. And I'm aware of that. And I don't want to just offer up some gay specific sex advice, though. I do have a separate podcast called Dick Talk with Dylan, and you can hear all of my tips and tricks on that one. It is a really good podcast. You should all check it out. Ryland is the only one who listens to it. So please, somebody else. My Kama Su 2.0 sex pose is called the incognito and it's where you think that you want to go have sex with someone and right before you go to cruise those apps or send a you up text you open your browser you click incognito mode and then eight minutes later you think to yourself oh no i'm good i'm just gonna continue watching that series and you don't waste their time you don't waste your time this is gender non-specific sexuality non-specific everybody save your time incognito position so for and i mean this is gonna be one of my submissions because i'm pretty into this idea i've wanted us to publish a book for how many of years have been doing this podcast 10 or 20 years and i think we finally found the project that's the perfect fit for us because people want to know how to have sex and we're the people that they are dying for an answer from definitely yeah everyone wants to picture the three of us doing anything sexual <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i see steel wool and a bag full of marshmallows <laughs> I just see a cloud of uh, quesarito wrappers vibrating as Mountain Dew leaks out the bottom. My position is called the MMA. And this sex position is all about uh, going out to social meeting places, bars, parties, clubs, and uh, claiming that you would be great at something that you've never trained for or uh tried to practice at all but you watch a bunch of videos of it when you're home alone so that really has you pumped up and you think you'd be great at it and you could really you know do some work out there in the ring and uh mostly just a lot of talking about it until you get sleepy and tired and then you go home and you fall asleep 
And it's a it's a great position. A lot of people are doing it. Yeah, bro. I'm doing that one every week. I don't know about you guys. You I'll put it. kisses up and down your body, yeah. dog. I'll let you out. Mm. I'm going to be up there, and you're going to be orgasm and orgasm after orgasm. Because I'm going to be like, knock them oh. out of you. Left, right, left, right. Crazy, man. It's just like, what? And I could go pro. I just don't have the time to spend at the gym. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, I would. I just don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to have to say all of our listeners out there. Camden Johnson, lifestylist, is giving Kamasu 2.0 a live-it, which means you have to buy it from your nearest bookseller the second it comes out. Lifestylist Dylan Bergasa here to say, Kamasu 2.0, live-it. Save your time. It only takes eight minutes. <laughs> I love that this book tells you how not to have sex, which I guess is what Kama Sutra did, too. I recommend the Kama Sutra 2.0. Uh, it's good for friends, family. Um, buy a copy and uh, give it to your loved ones. <laughs> Live it. You know, and one last thing on that. We all go through stages in our life, and sometimes you might not have the confidence that you want in order to be really participating in your sex life. Sometimes that's just a matter of your job. And the nice thing is you just turn to chapter three of the Kama Sutra and it has a whole list of positions, mm-hmm. paying positions <laughs> that you could pursue as a career. I love that position, you know, digital marketing analyst. That's I a hot one. That super sexy position of assistant manager at a Forever 21. Ooh, or an administrative assistant. That's hot. I do train conductor all the time. <laughs> that, and Ryland's got the hat and overalls for that one. So that one's got a little prep work involved. And if this is intimidating you, don't worry. This is very high level stuff. You'll get there. Just start at the bottom and you'll work your start way Start with up. stretches. Got to do a lot of stretches first. Mm-hmm. Dylan, take me away. Take me away from the segment. I'm going to. You guys, I'm going to get this right. I'm going to do right by Russian women. So far, <laughs> I've done segments on Babushka's living in the Chernobyl exclusion zone. I've done a piece about a psychokinetic Russian soldier girl who was injured during the Cold War. Isn't that Ariana Grande's new album? Psychokinetic Russian soldier girl. Buy it on iTunes today. Neither of them were outrageously uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Russian stories. You'd think they'd be outrageously uplifting. I still firmly believe that they can be so all of that ends now you guys i want you to meet baba yaga this is a controversial swamp witch from russian slavic folklore (laughs) she lives alone in a forest in a house that stands on giant chicken feet she really hates people if people are bothering her, she can just tell her house and it will walk somewhere else. She rides around the forests of Russia on a giant mortar, as in like a mortar and pestle. Don't ask me how. She doesn't seem to be wholly good or bad by our mortal standards. Like one time she told a handsome merchant's son to ask her sister for directions when she didn't know how to get to where he was going. And then she said to blow a special horn if her sister tried any shit. And so he goes to her and she does try some shit, tries to eat him. And so he does blow the horn and then her sister gets attacked by a huge swarm of birds. But then 
This princess wanted to hang out with Baba Yaga's daughter, which I love because it does imply that Baba Yaga has a sex life. And that princess came over to crash at Baba Yaga's chicken house after fleeing this incestuous relationship with her brother. And then Baba Yaga repeatedly tried to shove her in a stove for some reason. Not for some reason she does like eating people. And then another time, this beautiful young girl gets sent to Baba Yaga by her mean and quintessentially ugly stepmom and stepsisters uh, because they heard that she eats people. And then Baba Yaga recognizes that this is like a case of women being pitted against women by the beauty industry and that she's expected to be complicit in this violence directed at a young girl because Baba Yaga is not traditionally beautiful herself. And so she's like, fuck that. And instead gives the girl this glowing skull and sends her back to her stepmom and stepsisters. And when that girl gets home, fire explodes out of the skull and burns all of them alive. And the little girl is free. So in review, Baba Yaga don't give a fuck. She's the completely unprecedented problematic Russian women's lib icon that we've been searching for living that Baba Yaga life, live it or leave it. That's got to be an instant live it for me. I've heard of Baba Yaga before, but it never occurred to me until now just how much of a hero she is to me. She's living in the woods by herself. That sounds fantastic. I don't know if you listed it, but she sleeps on her stove that she cooks people inside of. Metal as fuck. Yeah, not... And you know what? She's not losing any sleep. Like, she picks some little Russian boys and girls to help become, like, knights and knaves and rulers, and she picks some Russian boys and girls that she's gonna eat. And then she sleeps on that same stove she cooked them in, and she does not miss a bit of sleep. She's powerful. She's independent. She is a big old folk hero. Live it. I want that life. Absolutely. We look at other fairy tales. It's like Cinderella's got hangups. She's like, whoa, like my my shoe. Like, oops. And we look at villains and it's like, I'm a sea witch and I want to take this girl's voice, but not necessarily do anything with it. Baba Yaga's like, I know what I want. Are you cool? Are you cool people? Okay, here's an exploding fire skull. Welcome to my chicken house. Yeah, try to tell Baba Yaga that she can't come to the ball because she has to do her chores. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, bro. All right, here's another Baba Yaga fact. Her fence is made out of animated dismembered arms that kind of wave around grabbing at stuff. So she could just have that march in and do all the chores, throw her evil stepmom in the oven and go out to the dance, make her own fucking glass slippers, break them, stab them right into the prince's neck what's this i'm queen of the land oh what's this i don't want to be in charge of politics now i'm riding my chicken hut out into the woods fuck all y'all i i think baba yaga is incredible in what she does for her community and for herself i think she's a an icon for independent women throughout the world however for myself i just don't think i i could live that lifestyle because I'm not cool. I don't eat people. That's why you're not cool. Yeah. Uh, the the chicken leg house. I've always not liked birds, especially pet birds. How am I just learning this? <laughs> I like birds out in the wild can do whatever they want to do. They're fine. Well, not whatever they want. That's but, true. That's a fact. But they I'm OK with it. However, a bird in my house <laughs> I don't like that bird in my house. So having my house be a bird might be a little bit 
too much for me. Okay, there's a story here that we're going to need to get out of. Okay, I don't understand what birds do that makes you hate them so much. Because yeah. you said they can do whatever they want outside as soon as they're in your house. When they're in your house, they won't shut up. Like, I get it. That's You're a bird, so you make noise, right? You go, caw, caw, caw. But I, you're inside an echoey chamber, which is my dining room. Stop caw, caw, cawing. I don't want to hear that. You had a pet bird? Uh, growing up, I, there were multiple pet birds in my house, <gasps> one at a time, but they kept dying. I don't know how. Don't look at me. <laughs> Funny. Uh, I'm looking right at you. Uh, what were they like? Those Some of these birds you need to remortgage your house for, like macaws and stuff can be like $14,000. Yeah, these were the, the macants. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they were the knockoffs. So it's like, hey, you, you can't afford that $2,000 bird, but maybe how about this $20 one? Yeah, it's like a macaw it's just really stupid and it shits all over you and it bites you whenever it wants to and it sucks so so far all of these problems you have have nothing to do with the legs because the the chicken hut it just has legs coming out the bottom that walk around it doesn't have a mouth to squawk with it doesn't have a butthole to or a cloaca to shit out of what is a cloaca? So a cloaca, I'm so glad we get to talk <laughs> about this. I am already regretting it. Is the sexual organ. Um, and you know how humans, we have an exit for uh, poop and we have a kind of a urine semen double double deal, right? Yeah, if some of us humans do, yeah. They've put it all down into one. So you just have the one hole that you shit, piss, and love out of. It's called the cloaca. That sounds efficient and great. I want to talk about the zoo because where I thought this was going was Ryland's former place of work. He doesn't work there now, as I understand, but he used to be in very close quarters with some of the deadliest raptors on planet Earth. Pigeons. Cassowaries, mm -hmm. specifically. Did you have a bad cassowary experience? Ryland's I actually, ass. I loved the cassowaries. Well then, well then, they were quiet. Okay, okay, okay. So Cam said, Cam said, they no, can no. me with one of their three toes, but they were just silent about it. Okay, so Cam was like, hey, so none of your problems come with the feet of the chicken or of the bird or whatever, you know. And I, I was raised uh, on the if you see smoke, there's fire. If you see you think, scale, you think other parts of the bird are somewhere nearby. Yeah, there. I said that. If you see three scaly toes with a chicken foot and legs going up into a fucking foundation of a basement or something, there has to be other stuff in there somewhere. How does this birdhouse walk around? How does it eat? How does it make the annoying sounds that I hate? How does it shit on me with that watery cloaca stuff? Get out of here. So I'm gonna leave it. Okay, let me leave this. <laughs> This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that forces all of its bodily fluids through a tiny hole. We want to thank Scott Davis for the music. We want to thank Beards for scratches. And we want to thank Kit Kats for the chocolatey wafer stuff inside of them. If you want to catch me this week, I will be at an open house spraying the kitchen so it smells like fresh made 
cookies. I am a real estate agent, but I'm only doing it for the sexual release. You can catch me this week. I'm going to be at uh, the Millennium Park Amphitheater, the name of which I don't remember. My keyboard synth band named Dylan's Dick Talk is going to be opening a concert for this great musical act. I'm, I'm still not sure how we booked this gig. They're called Lil Bit. So uh, we'll see you there. It's a one night only. Tickets are $500. We've only got the back rows available. We'll see you there. And uh, if you want to seek me out this week, I'm going to be uh, at the local nursing home uh, doing a little bit of research for Kamasu 2.0 uh, because because <laughs> I recognize the wisdom that elderly people have, and I would like to put some of that into the book. So Your whole problem with the Kama Sutra and your whole reason for making the Kama Sutra 2.0 is because it was too old. So now you're going to old people to fill it out? All right. If you want to catch me this week, I'm going to be going down to the elementary school to be doing stop. research on the Kama Sutra. Which way do you want it, Cam? <laughs> This is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. Life Pile. Life Pile. Life Pile. Life Pile.